Well, the decision finally came down. Ole Miss is apparently going to move on from Kermit Davis, if you believe reports that are out there. This is a special extra edition of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Kermit Davis is getting the axe. Welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis, the special extra edition of it. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, comment down below and upvote the video. It'd be, it would be much appreciated. Also, so Kermit Davis has been apparently let go. If you believe reports, we have two tweets, one from John Rothstein. He was not the first. And one from Jeff Goodman, he was the first. And he talked about stadium um, and how this is happening. Now, the one big piece of additional information is that Win Case will coach the team for the rest of the year. So that is the little piece of information that we're getting. So we think this might be a serious thing because it's cascading on and on. Now, all Ole Miss fans knew this was coming. We thought this was coming in two weeks, but we knew this was coming. Kermit knew this was coming. Keith Carter knew this was coming. Everybody literally knew this was coming. So the fact that it happened is not really news. It was expected. The fact that it happened today is news because Keith Carter, I think, went on a podcast two or three weeks ago and talked about how he was completely against firing coaches midseason. And so that leads to the question, what changed you know, what changed? Why are you making this move now? Are you farther along in whatever you're doing than you thought you would be? Do you want to make a hire immediately after the SEC tournament ends? Do you have an exceptional hire that you're racing to get in front of? These are all legit questions now that can be asked because you're going to see hot boards from people. Information is going to come out. It's going to be a legit coaching search. The Locked On Ole Miss podcast is going to switch over to this basketball coaching search, and you're going to see a little bit of that before we start spring football. So the next month is going to be really busy on this channel. So I think Ole Miss fans probably need to be excited They need because they get to exhale. And this is sad thing. Kermit was a great guy. He was a wonderful ambassador for Ole Miss basketball. Everything that you want in a head basketball coach, he provided except wins. And ultimately, winning is the only important thing in a college basketball program. The other stuff is sugar. It's all great. But at the end, you need to win games. And this year, this Ole Miss basketball team, they might win Saturday. They have a chance to beat LSU. They, they really do. But there is a very good chance that Ole Miss will lose 20 games this season. And that's a problem even for an Ole Miss basketball program that has, for 120 years, probably been towards the bottom of the barrel in the SEC. It just is what it is. Now, I tell you people all the time that 
you need to check out Locked On College Basketball, now you probably do need to be paying attention to that realistically because Ole Miss is probably going to be newsworthy on that show from time to time. We'll tell you about that in just a second. But, A, I want to take this opportunity just to say thank you to Kermit Davis because he tried really hard. He did, every, like I said, everything that you expect a coach to do. The team played hard. This year was just a miscalculation. After last season, rumors abound everywhere that Kermit Davis was going to get fired. He was able to talk himself into another job. He came up with this tactical solution that he was going to do to get back to what he was successful with at Middle Tennessee State. It didn't really work because basketball has changed so much. You know, good for Kermit Davis. He's, he's going to get his buyout. He's going to retire. He's going to be fine. But he is a nice guy, and I do want to say I appreciate what he tried to do. But at the end of the day, winning is all that matters in college sports. Coming up in the next two segments of the show, we're going to talk, where does Ole Miss do now? Where does it go now? How does this look for Ole Miss basketball? And what does this mean? Those are the two new segments that are going to be coming up on the show. Right now, though, I do want to let you know, that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. We have reached the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book because customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right, no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to Point scores to threes drain. They got props for everything. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss on the chance to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's the official sports betting partner of the NBA. And of course, in Mississippi, you do have to go to a casino to sports bet. But if you go to Memphis, if you go to New Orleans, Tennessee, and Louisiana, you can use the FanDuel sports book inside those state lines. So that's something that's quite interesting as well. All right. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It's got everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. And I feel like over the next couple weeks, it's going to be quite relevant to you guys. Um, It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So, Kermit Davis is let go. Wincase is going to coach out the string. Now, where does Ole Miss go now? Because there's several schools of thought that you see within the fan base. Most importantly within the fan base, people talk about Chris Beard. And we're going to, we're going to get to that in just a second. Of other groups of people talk about Will Wade. And for whatever reason, Will Wade is not a, as palatable as Chris Beard, but that's a discussion for another day. Then you have the G5 coaches. You have um, Dusty May. You've got the Wake Forest coach. You've got the Ohio State coach. You're going to hear some names over the coming weeks about this coaching search. But the two that are going to be prevalent and dominate the conversation will be Chris Beard and Will Wade. 
Now, if I've heard rumors correctly, and you know, I get text messages and people call me and let me know on Facebook and all of that stuff, they're vetting Chris Beard right now, apparently. I don't know. I, I, I'm just telling you what I heard. Um, they are less hot on Will Wade, which is absolutely bizarre to me. And if this situation, if somebody just like blind taste tested it and told you the background of both of them, it, you'd think Will Wade would just be a home run, just just go get that guy. But Will Wade seems to be less palatable at this moment. It is absolutely bizarre. So, Dusty May, I think, is going to be the hardest sell to the Ole Miss fan base because one of his losses this year is to this Kermit Davis-coached Ole Miss team. And that is going to come up. They, if you're going to hire them and give them hope and do what you need to do, Dusty May's a great coach. Not Sure, not all of the best players were here for Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic did beat Florida. I mean, it's a good basketball program, but that final score, that stat line, will be the thing that everybody uses against this hire moving forward. So... It's going to be interesting to see. I think his name's Chris Holtzman at Ohio State, maybe looking for a contract reset. Things are not going very well at Ohio State. Um, and and I forget the name of the Wake Forest coach as, as a possibility as well. So there's some names that are popping up for this job because in football and basketball now, in modern sports and modern collegiate sports, if you are in the SEC and the Big Ten, you have a modicum of security that you do not have at other places. So people are going to try and get into those situations as best they can. That's where the money is. People are going to be attracted to money. You, you know, Look over the last 15 years and think of how many people are moving to China for business. People go where the money is. Always has happened. Always will happen. So, it'll be interesting to see exactly how they move forward with this coaching search. Will Chris Beard pass his vetting and move on? Because he is the splash hire that if he went to Ole Miss and he passed vetting and everything, that would get the fan base excited. Absolutely would. Honestly, I think Will Wade would get the fan base excited. I, I did say on today's show, actually, we talked with Tim Thomas about this situation and mentioned that Will Wade had a punchable face. And, you know, he kind of does. He has enemies in, in everything. And I think just the that we because we were sitting on the other side of LSU when he was at LSU and they are a rival, that becomes more of a deal. Maybe that's why he is unpalatable. But you talk about somebody that can bring their own NIL. Will Wade and Penny would be in the same boat, Penny Hardaway. Um, it, it, those three coaches all would be home run hires. They all have issues that they need to address, if that makes sense. Nobody needs to coach the Ole Miss basketball team. Whoever Ole Miss hires as a coach, they do not need to spend $5 million on that basketball coach. We are not a basketball school. We are trying to be better at basketball, but we are not a place that has the type of money that we can willy-nilly push that around. I think the next coach needs to start at 1-5, 1-8, no matter who comes in. Chris Beard, Will Wade, the whole nine yards. 
If you're going to coach here, you're going to need to coach for this number. Because after raises, whenever you get them up, maybe in three years, if they're successful, you can get them up to what Kermit was making now. But kind of make them work for it a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see. When we come back, we're going to talk about what what does all this mean? What does Ole Miss need? If we're going to look big picture, what type of coach does Ole Miss need for this basketball program? Because the basketball program at Ole Miss is a different animal than even other places in the SEC. And we have a really nice arena, and that's almost camouflaging what is going on. But if you take the records over the last 100 years, I would imagine Ole Miss is down towards the bottom. They have not been a perennially successful basketball program. So we're going to talk about how you take that, how you put lightning in a bottle, and how do you progress it. That will be what we do. Anyway, stick around. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Comment down below and upvote the video itself. We'd appreciate it. All right, today we are talking about Ole Miss removing Kermit Davis. We have two tweets on Twitter. We're going to go with that right there, and we're going to pretend that that is gospel because between the two of them, they have 500,000 subscribers, and that it would take um, about a century and a half for people to watch this video to have that many subscribers. So I'm going to listen to them and believe what they say. So Ole Miss perennially in the SEC has been, if not the worst program, really close. If you want to look at it, Ole Miss basketball has been perennially what Vanderbilt football is. Now, there are times when Ole Miss basketball was pretty good. Rob Evans created a little bit of a monster in Oxford. Ole Miss won the West. They got up to a three seed in the NCAA tournament. Everything in the 90s was absolutely clicking. Rod Barnes carried it on for a little bit, and then it fell off, and it died again. After Rod Barnes, they hired Andy Kennedy, who got it back up to that level, and it plateaued and kind of just stayed there. But eventually, it fell off again. So Ole Miss tried to hire Kermit Davis. Ole Miss did go to an NCAA tournament with Terrence Davis in Kermit's first year. After that, it fell off again, actually fairly quickly. So I just basically described, take away the Tim Thomas 1981 SEC championship in the NCAA tournament birth there. I just described the whole Ole Miss basketball history. So it's not much there. So Ole Miss fans are conditioned to a point where Ole Miss basketball, A, doesn't have to be great for people to go. But when it's bad, it can be bad and just completely disappear. Now you're in an area era with the transfer portal going through January to where it goes till January 18th. Then you have signing day. Then you have to start at the national champion, defending national champion. First pitch is over at Swayze in the middle of February. So you've got three weeks to make an impression. You need to win. You need to box score win and build it up through that. But whenever people turn their attention to you, 
in January, in February, you've got three weeks to get their attention or else they're just going to go away. They're just going to ignore it. It's not going to be a big deal. So I say that what Ole Miss needs, Ole Miss really needs as a basketball coach is somebody that has the willpower of a Bruce Pearl, somebody that is willing to will a basketball program to higher states than it actually is at the moment. You don't just need a good basketball coach. When you look at records in the second week of the tournament and all of this, that's all great. Ole Miss has hired good basketball coaches in the past. They have failed. The ones that have been successful have been the ones that have the willpower to push the next day, to recruit as well as they can, to find niches to where they can be successful. That is the type of coach that Ole Miss needs. It doesn't just need a good basketball coach. It's not just about winning for Ole Miss basketball. It never has been. If good basketball coaches could just come into Ole Miss, they would have, and they would have been successful. But the fact that they come here, they fail, they come here, they fail, they come here, they fail, that cycle over and over is a problem. You need a personality at this job. You need to be a good basketball coach as well, but you need a personality. Whether it's Will Wade and the way he comes across to people, whether it's Chris Beard and his success and the attention that he would bring to the program, both positive and negative, but attention is attention. Those guys, Penny Hardaway, NIL monster, AAU monster, bring him in. That attention, those three names would bring a special level of attention to the Ole Miss basketball program. Now, should Ole Miss hire? I don't know. I do not get paid millions of dollars to make that decision. I can have opinions about what I want, what I wish to happen, but at the end of the day, it doesn't mean that much. But if you look at what Ole Miss basketball has been over the past 120 years and what the expectations of that program is now, you need to make a hire that can take it from there to here. And that is a long journey. We're talking 1883 wagon train to Oregon long journey for whoever takes this job. It's going to be work. And it's going to be harder work if you don't have the willpower, if you don't have the ability to grab attention that a new this new coach could provide. It's going to be work. It's going to be a real job. But if you can, it will be successful. Because if you go to the NCAA tournament, let's say two times every five years, just two times every five years, they will put a statue outside beside Coolidge Ball outside the pavilion of you. If you can do that, you will forever be a legend at Ole Miss. Ole Miss has a lot of lot of things going for them. Just an absolutely first-class arena. They've got an interesting athletic setup on campus. Other places don't have that. There are so many things. The basketball practice facility, the Tui Center, excellent. You know, it, lots of places don't have facilities like this. If you look at what Ole Miss has at their disposal. Fertile talent base nearby. Memphis is right up the road. Jackson's right down the road. You're you're right in the middle of Memphis, Jackson, and Birmingham to get players. 
facilities, completely first-rate arena with the pavilion, completely first-rate at the end, um, the indoor basketball facility. I guess all basketball facilities are indoor, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and if you look at the outside, willing to pay, yes, Kermit was making like $3.5 million a year. So everything that you want from a basketball program that should lead to a winning program has been here. But why hasn't Ole Miss won? Why? And I think it is because that basketball coach has to do more than just coach basketball. He has to be evangelical. He has to be somebody that constantly promotes his program. He has to be somebody that is willing to put in the work that is necessary to grab eyeballs away from Lane Kiffin's football team in the winter, in January, and the defending national championship baseball team. You are dealing with a little bit of a sandwich that makes the job a little bit tougher. But Coach O has shown that if you come in and put the work, you come in and evangelicalize, you have a chance to be very successful on this campus. So I'm, I'm happy that this is over. I'm sad for Kermit Davis. Unbelievably good guy, but he will be all right. Ole Miss needs to go out and find this special unicorn of a basketball coach. And if they do that, if Keith Carter gets this right, Ole Miss has a chance to be really good. If Keith Carter gets this wrong, the worst we're looking at is same old, same old. Whenever people say, hey, if Keith Carter gets this wrong, um, this is going to be a huge embarrassment for Ole Miss. Like if Chris Beard gets in trouble in two years, if he gets hired at Ole Miss and gets in trouble in two years, and Ole Miss has to let him go, it's like, how would that look on Ole Miss? It looked like about the same as it did. Honestly, I, 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 don't, I don't get that line of thinking. The only person that it would hurt would be Chris Beard and his fiance, obviously. But it is what it is. Anyway, thank you again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Also, thank you very much. This extra edition of the show, we're going to have John Garcia tomorrow morning. We're going to have Kara McCutcheon on Sunday. And John Gillespie will be stopping by as well. I'm sure we'll be talking about this Kermit situation as well. So, till then, see you later. Hotty toddy.